0: Hi, thank you for joining us today. I'm Dan Rodier, staff scientist, Particle Measuring Systems, and my co-author is Glenn Slater, Intel Corporation. Today we'll be talking about uh, controlling nanoparticle contamination in ultra-pure water systems. I'd like to thank uh, Semi for for hosting this conference, and I'd like to say a thank you to all the chairs and co-chairs who put in all the hours of reviewing and providing feedback uh, for the presenters and the authors. Uh, really appreciate it. it. makes this conference a, a really useful asset to the, the community. It's a great place to, to share information and a great place to learn. So thank you. We'll start off today with some background information on optical particle counters, uh, just how they work, uh, some of the challenges with optical particle counting, and uh, some of the advances in technology that have been made recently. And Then we'll talk a little bit about the uh, Intel-PMS collaboration and what that kind of means to the the, the particle counter side and what that means to uh, the user side. It's an interesting perspective. Um, and then we get into the data. We have got lots of really good data here, uh, looking at filter performance versus filter age, uh, looking at uh, nanoparticle removal from cartridge filters of different ages, uh, ultrafilters of different ages, and uh, we've got some recent observations of nanoparticles in ion exchange beds. So looking at nanoparticle removal, but also looking at uh, the washdown or rinse down of various types of mixed bed resins. Then um, we'll talk a little bit about areas for future exploration and then we'll summarize things. So liquid particle counters, you know, optical particle counters, they all share similar components. This is a sort of a typical uh, example here where you've got a laser, you get some optics to focus the laser down onto a flow cap, cap capillary made of glass or, or sapphire and particles will pass through that Capillary, and as particles pass through the laser beam, they scatter light. The scattered light is collected optically and focused onto a photodetector, and so you convert these pulses of scattered light from the particles into a, a pulse of uh, a pulse of photocurrent that we can measure. And so, small particles scatter a little bit of light, create a small electrical pulse. Big particles scatter more light, create a big bigger electrical pulse and so we can compare these pulses to uh, what we see for signal strength from calibration spheres, and so we can compare real-world particles to equivalent scattered light from calibration spheres. And we can see this um, on an oscilloscope. I'll show you an example, a couple slides coming up looking at the 20 nanometer particles on on the the oscilloscope. Your basic light scattering curve here, if you looked at the the slide on the right, you notice that that's uh, log scale vertically and then horizontally is linear and you see right around 600, 600 nanometers, it should be at 0.6 microns. Uh, you see it kind of changes from one regime to another. So at the, the larger sizes, particle diameter on the horizontal axis there, at the larger sizes, the, the intensity of the signal changes with the diameter squared. Once you get below the wavelength of light, in this case about 0.6 microns, the signal drops off very steeply. It drops off as a function of diameter to the sixth power. So Um, If you look at the the plot on the left, this is a log-log plot, Um, it's easier to kind of see here these smaller diameters, but uh, basically if if you're changing an order of magnitude in particle diameter, so if you're going from a 200 nanometer particle to a 20 nanometer particle, uh, it's going to scatter 10 to the sixth times less light, so a million times less light scattered by a 20 nanometer particle than a 200 nanometer particle. And so this relationship means that if you want to go from even 30 nanometers down to 20 nanometers, you need to have a, a 10x performance improvement in your signal and noise uh, to get that kind of particle counting performance. So it's, a, it's quite a challenge to uh, make small improvements in particle detection. So to do this, you need to have a comprehensive engineering approach. So you need to have solutions for both increasing the signal and reducing the noise. And we have these calibration spheres. This is shown on the oscilloscope here. These are 20 nanometer Uh, polystyrene latex calibration spheres, and so this is how we calibrate the sensitivity of our particle counter. You can see these are well above the noise level, Um, so we have very good signal and noise and provide a very good statistically solid measurement, Um, and even though these are calibrated with polystyrene latex spheres, the, the optical particle counters are sensitive to metallic particles of diameters less than 10 nanometers due to the differences in refractive index. We can see a lot smaller metal particles. In any case, the signal and noise is the key to performance uh, and detectability. When it comes to the Intel PMS collaboration, we've been working together for uh, a number of years. Um, I really appreciate working with with my co-author, Glenn. Uh, He's he's a tremendous tremendous resource and and asset and has a great great knowledge base uh, these years in the industry working on UPW systems, very clean UPW systems. Um, what PMS brings to the collaboration is our core metrology capabilities. You know, we've got decades of particle counting experience, and we've got, you know, really uh, pushing the technology forward here. And so we collaborate with Intel to meet their requirements for fab implementation. So we come out with some technology and, then, and we'll get pushback from Intel. They'll say, hey, you need to make it better. You need better signal to noise. You need to have better unit to unit, to unit matching. So if we're going to roll this out and uh, make measurements in different areas and we try to make comparisons in different areas uh, we need to be able to compare these units and know that we're seeing you know apples to apples here so really the result of the the collaboration is a a better quality particle counter Um, and so this ability to partner together uh, is a win for both of us both sides and with that i'll turn it over to glenn
1: thank you dan and hello everyone My name is Glenn Slater and I'm responsible for analytical sustaining and development at the Intel Corporation. I've been with the company now for nearly 20 years in a variety of different positions along that journey. This role brings with it a tight and never ending crunch to drive down particle counts in our water with the ultimate goal of improving fab yields. Sustaining this effort requires constant engagement with our vendors at a technical and developmental level. With a focus not only on short-term needs but with a constant eye on the next generation. This requires an ability to evaluate equipment in advance of release and provide feedback to help drive metrology to meet meet the demands of our semiconductor application. I value and appreciate that relationship with particle measuring systems. Dan spoke with you about the technical aspects of the UDI20 particle counter and I shift our focus toward the application side with details of some filter evaluations and a mixed bed study. We entered into these investigations with an assortment of questions we hope to resolve. For example, what advantage does the UDI-20 gain over the UDI-50 and bring in visibility to particle baselines throughout our treatment system? Second, does the UDI-20 provide enough resolution to distinguish quality of individual filter housings of various ages? Third, can the UDI 20 characterize the overall efficiency of our filtration systems? Four, how does filter efficiency correlate to particle bin size as a filter ages? And last, could 20 nanometer baseline monitoring across specific unit operations like filters and mix beds enable a move from time-based maintenance to quality-based maintenance, potentially providing a cost benefit? In the next few slides, I will be sharing some results of our particle testing to better understand and characterize our various filtration systems. In generating these slides, I recognized right away that some obvious questions would naturally arise regarding the identity of our filter and resin manufacturers and ratings. Those are very relevant questions, but unfortunately, I'll tell you up front that I will be unable to share those details. Regardless of that, I'm confident that you'll benefit from the results, and I hope that it will trigger testing ideas that you might consider at your own facility. As you see from the schematic at the top of the slide, our filter particle study was applied to an array of six parallel cartridge filter housings with a common feed and a common product as shown. In this study, we utilize both the UDI-20 and UDI-50 optical particle counters to measure particle baselines on the product side of each filter housing as well as the common feed and common outlet. Reordering the data set by filter age, as shown in the chart below, exposed a strong correlation between particle counts and filter life. Remarkably, from just one to six months, we see a 12x increase in 20 nanometer counts and 50 nanometer counts at six months that well exceed our 20 nanometer baseline at just one month. In the next two slides, we will see the influence that this six-month-old filter has on the overall system performance. Comparing the common feed and common product baselines in and out of the filter system by particle size enables us to characterize the overall filtration efficiency in relation to the rating of the filter. Overall, these UDI20 results show strong filter efficiency but noteworthy in the results is the measurable decrease in efficiency that occurs under 50 nanometers. This trend plots the filter efficiencies of each of the six filter housings in our study as a function of particle size to highlight the effect of filter age. The top line is our one month old filter showing the strongest efficiencies across the full range of particle sizes. From there, as we head down the trend, we see that filter efficiencies steadily drop as the filter ages from one to six months. As you can see at just six months, efficiencies at 20 to 50 nanometers plummet from 94% to just 76%. This final chart illustrates a similar filter analysis as was just presented, but this time applied across three trains of ultra filters. In this study, we blindly measured particle baselines of 20 nanometer and above at the product of three select uh, UF skids representing filter ages from two to six years. Reordering the baseline results by filter age, as shown here, illustrated a strong correlation to filter life, just as was demonstrated with the cartridge filter study. In this final section of our study results, we transition in the treatment of UPW from particle characterization in filtration systems to a deeper dive on ion exchange mixed bed particle loading, rinse down, and performance. While the primary function of an ion exchange resin is removal of ionic compounds, they have also proven quite effective in filtering out nanoparticle contamination. This trend illustrates the particle counts in and out of an ion exchange mixed bed. As you see here, the incoming water source contains particle baselines which are not only unstable, but are also orders of magnitude higher than the outlet. This is noteworthy because incoming particle counts can have a significant effect on mixed bed performance and risk to downstream filtration. This next slide highlights the 20 nanometer particle rinse down performance of new ion exchange resin from two different suppliers. The blue particle profile indicated as resin A exhibits a slow and gradual rinse that takes several days to reach the desired target for bringing the mixed bed back online. By contrast, resin B from a second supplier rinses down uh, below target in just a few hours. The difference in resin rinse down performance as shown here has significant implications. In this example, resin B, the quicker rinse down shown in orange, is superior in several ways. For one, it has the benefit of a reduced rinse time for the mixed bed, getting the system back to a normal production state in a timely fashion. Secondly, less rinse time means reduced UPW rinse consumption which is a costly resource. And finally, quicker rinse down equates to a smaller particle load on downstream filtration when the mixed bed is placed online. The following trend highlights a benefit of monitoring system particle quality at greater analyzer sensitivities. In this example, the rinse down of an ion exchange resin bed was monitored simultaneously with both 50 and 20 nanometer particle counters. In this case, the less sensitive 50 nanometer counter in gray plummeted quickly, reaching the target threshold permitting the bed to come online. The subsequent spike and second rinse down early in the 50 nanometer counter trend in gray shows the timing of that action. During the same period, the 20 nanometer counter in blue is clearly still experiencing a steep rinse down only partway to its ultimate baseline. The area under the rinse curve highlights the total sub 50 nanometer particle throw, which was transferred onto and potentially through the final filtration system downstream. A move to 20 nanometer monitoring can help optimize rinse timing, which can reduce filter loading and have the potential to improve manufacturing yield as well. Okay, this last trend was a learning that we just had to pass along. In this image, the blue profile represents a typical ion exchange bed rinse down, whereas the trend in orange tracks the result of a less than ideal experience. During this resin rinse, a leak was soon discovered. When it could not be simply resolved, the rinse flow was shut off and the bed was fully drained. Unable to acquire necessary resources to complete the repair that afternoon, the resin was left to sit wet overnight. The next day, the leak was repaired and the rinse was resumed. However, the 20 nanometer particle counts struggled considerably over the next several days before finally reaching the expected baseline. In the end, the compromised performance was attributed to a persistent contaminant introduced while the bed sat idle. So where do we go from here? This study opens the door to countless opportunities to better understand and optimize our UPW treatment operations. For starters, this data has brought new perspective regarding our maintenance strategies. Seeing how particle concentrations increase with filter age enables us in the short term to optimize our maintenance frequencies to minimize particle baselines while ultimately we work to qualify new filters with increased retention and longer life. Secondly, these results open the door to the possibility of transitioning some of our maintenance activities from time-based to quality-based, which could better optimize our filter life and capture measurable cost benefits. Secondly, we'd like to repeat these studies to strengthen this age correlation. Likewise, we could expand it out beyond six months With the ideal of characterizing filter and resin quality throughout its entire lifespan. It would also be interesting to add the resin mixed bed uh, into the age evaluation, testing beds of various ages to see how particle performance changes as a function of time. And finally, we could extend these particle characterization efforts across other unit operations. We could begin by segmenting every major unit operation to expose the primary sources of particle adders. From the segmentation, we could narrow in on the highest sources to explore uh, improvement opportunities. And finally, we could repeat that same segmentation from fab to fab to highlight differences and drive low-performance systems to higher standards. And with that, Dan, I turn it back to you.
0: That's great. Thanks, Glenn. Appreciate you sharing the data and getting your perspective on that. Uh, To summarize, collaboration, um, in this case, collaboration between a particle counter manufacturer and a device manufacturer. Uh, results in better metrology. So by, by working closely together and understanding the needs and how the product needs to perform, um, we're able to come up with, with better metrology both now and in the future. And so you know, we, we encourage collaboration with device manufacturers and um, you know, we look forward to in, in doing more of that as we go into the future. Uh, our objective today is to share some results from this particular collaboration we have with Intel. And uh, we had a chance to go through some really interesting data. went through the, the filter data first, you know, looking at the cartridge and ultrafilter data and showing that strong correlation between duration of usage and particle filtration efficiency. This is particularly true with the cartridge filters um, and by transitioning from 50 nanometer to 20 nanometer particle metrology makes it a lot easier to detect and track those changes in filter performance. And in fact, the cartridge filter performance changes really only visible after about six months of usage and by that time the contamination uh, at 20 nanometers, it increased by uh, 1,200% in those six months. So the small particles start breaking through the filters a lot sooner than the large particles do. And the only way you're going to know that is if you're monitoring that. Um, We also looked at the study of the ion exchange resin, and it's highlighted some significant differences uh, in quality between suppliers. It also showed that the ion exchange uh, resins are really good at removing uh, nanoparticles. you're looking at you know, orders of magnitude uh, removal, uh, relatively speaking, um, and so that was kind of an interesting find. Others have reported similar similar results at a little bit larger particle sizes. Um, Rinse-down time differences, we saw that from from, uh, vendor to vendor. We also see a difference between um, your decision when you you decide that the rinse down is complete and you want to bring the unit online, and if if you're monitoring at 50 nanometers, that point comes a lot earlier, but if you're monitoring at 20 nanometers, you can see that the bed still rinsing, still flushing down, uh, continues to flush down for for hours more um, after the 50 nanometer data looks clean. Uh, so by monitoring at 20 nanometers, you can keep that rinse down going until you know it's clean at 20 nanometers. And you can reduce loading up your downstream filters by bringing it online a little bit too early. Oh, we also have several other joint projects in process. Your primary focus areas is the yield improvement um, with, with all of this work. And your water touches pretty much every part of semiconductor manufacturing. And so it's very important to have very clean and very stable water quality. And you know, as we move forward, we're really following the data. The data, is, data is we're learning as we go, and the data is leading us. And so it kind of opens our eyes. We see some opportunities, new opportunities for continuing to improve, uh, improve our yield, yield enhancement, here, improve the quality of the the water product. So. I just want to say thank you for your attention today. Um, please join us uh, for a live Q&A session on, on Wednesday the 12th. Note this is Eastern time. Uh, love to get your questions, have some good discussions going about, about all this great data and uh, you know, some thoughts and, your input as well into the process. So hopefully you'll be able to meet. We'll be able to meet up at that time. If you're unable to join us for the live Q&A, uh, please feel free to contact us at our email. Both Glenn and I have our email listed here. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and any, any questions you might have, or suggestions or thoughts. Thank you very much. Have a good day.